Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in Psalm 61 and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, I come before you seeking out your your insights, your wisdom, and your guidance. I'm grateful to be your child, to know that I can cry, Abba, Father, and that I can seek you out. And Father, I just pray today as we read your word, as we read David's laments and his thoughts, that we would figure out how to apply this to us to growing closer to you. For Father, I really want to get closer to you. My heart, my mind, my spirit, all are craving to be close to you. So Father, I pray for you to give us wisdom and understanding. Holy Spirit, for you to talk to us, please, as we read, that there would be nothing from me, a worthless man, but everything from you, insights, wisdoms, blessings, and guidance. I pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Psalm 61 is really focused on, and most people or most commentaries really focus on how it's such an incredibly difficult time for David. It's a time when he's being pursued by his son. Um, Charles Spurgeon writes it this way. It is supposed by many that David wrote this psalm at the time when he fled from his son Absalom. That trial was one of the most grievous of all the afflictions of David's greatly checkered life. It was but a little thing for him to be hunted by Saul like a partridge upon the mountains. It was a small matter for him to take refuge with Ashish and to sojourn among the Philistines, an alien from his mother's children's. No, all the afflictions of his preceding life were but light trials compared compared with the revolt of Absalom. He was his father's favorite son, one in whom his soul delighted. For he was a comely personage, in his outward appearance, and he had a lordly and kingly bearing. He was David's darling, although in his moral character utterly unworthy of this distinction. This child of his, who was the nearest to his heart, had the greatest opportunity to cut him to the quick. Those things which we allow to take the chief place in our bosoms have the most power to give us grief. So we have Absalom, who's chasing him and trying to kill him. And so this is what really all of the commentaries focus on me on the other hand i keep thinking about verse five for you god have heard my vows you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name and i just think about the fear of the lord and as i put into the summary when i first when we first uh, look at this all of those different scriptures about fearing the lord being the you know proverbs proverbs one the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You then have Proverbs 2. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And then you have in 2 Corinthians, since then, since then, we know what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God. I struggle with the fear of the Lord. I don't know why. Uh, historically, and as we'll read here in Psalm 61, Fearing God was a big deal. Back in the times of Spurgeon and others, they feared, and I know people today fear God, but why is it that I feel like in my heart that I don't, that I'm not truly 
passionately fearing God? Is it because I'm just an ungrateful son? You know, it talks about, uh, Shakespeare says, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Am I thankless? Do I not thank God enough? Do I not fear him enough? That's what I have to spend the next few months figuring out and figuring out why. Is it because as an American, we sit here and we just know we'll be forgiven? I've grown up with this since I was in fourth grade. And therefore, it's like, yeah, if I sin, I'll just be forgiven. What is it in me that does this, that causes this? Because I want the wisdom. I want the knowledge. I want God in me totally dominating my life. I want the Holy Spirit. I want to live that spirit-filled life. And I think truly fearing God is a key element to it. But with all that said, let's jump into Psalm 61, verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years of many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then I will sing ever then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. So you can see that this is basically the, the lament. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. He then says, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. He's in so much pain about his son who's chasing him and trying to kill him. Not only kill him, but remove him from his rightful title as king. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. How much higher can I, how much closer to, can I get to you? I shout it from the mountaintops, my lament, my prayers. And then he goes back, okay, I'm distressed, but you are my refuge, a strong tower against my foe. I can't imagine my child trying to kill me. What a terrible event. But knowing that God is my refuge would be the only thing that you have comfort in. So I just think about my circumstances as I struggle today and the struggles that we have in this world. We have an economy that's starting to slow down. We have a government that seems out of control a little bit or a lot. We have so many different elements and so many challenges. I know there's a lot of fear out there. I've been thinking about the joy of the Lord. It was also part of my fear of the Lord. Is there joy in my heart? There used to be. And I don't know if I can say yes today. Am I just obsessing on, on Twitter? All the negativity there? Am I really focused on God and living and listening to the Holy Spirit? Because I don't feel like the joy of God, the joy of the Spirit, the joy of the Lord is truly sitting in my heart. Not all the time, and definitely not a lot of the time. Does that stem from... The fear of the Lord. I don't know. But I know David had a challenge. He had a son trying to kill him. So what did he do? Well, he went to God. He sought God out and said, 
I need you, God. I need you and I need you to run my life. And that ultimately is the, is the pattern. Again, David breaks his psalm into three parts. He has a cry for help. Then he expresses his confidence in God. And lastly, he then reconfirms his loyalty and his commitment to God. I just look at these situations that I'm in. I know I'm crying out for help. And I know I'm, I hope I'm going to be, be loyal. And then do I have the confidence? Those are the great challenges. Those are the charges that I have to face on a daily basis. Some days, yes, some days, no. So let's go back to God in prayer. Lord, I pray that more days would be yes than no. I pray that I would be confident in your rescue, in your salvation. I pray that I'd be committed to being totally loyal. And I feel like I, I believe I am. But Lord, the confidence, my heart, the joy of you, the fear of you. I know you're the creator of all. And that you sustain me, you give me breath. But what does fear of the Lord really mean? What is the joy? What does the confidence mean? I just pray as we read, as we go about our days, we would learn more about what those mean. That you would open our hearts and our minds and give us understanding. And of course, I would ask for all of this without going through tough trials. (laughs) But Lord, I just pray for your guidance and your help. I pray for our nation. I pray for our families. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.